Hello, you're listening to 4-4 Brew and shit my ass for the first time in at least a year. Rory is back on the pod. Hello, Rory, how are you? You're right. What, yeah. what, what, what's that phrase? <laughs> shit my ass. What does <laughs> yeah. that mean? I don't know. It's a bit. Oh my god. Would have done it's, fine. it's. And why do you pronounce it in the American way? Shit my ass. I don't really like doing this bit anyway because. Uh, my ass. Your suggestion, Rory, was that we have a bit more of like a chatty intro to the show, but we spend 15 minutes catching up with each other anyway, so then it sort of do it again artificially when we record. Yeah. Sorry, that was kind of gave me whiplash because that was like feedback from like literally a year ago. <laughs> so I really remember what you were talking about. Have you not improved in the past year? Yeah, to be fair, we've been not consistent in the slightest this whole year. So. I mean, yeah. I was I was going to say I think the the word that springs to mind is plateau. Yes, we found our level. I think we've actually just found the exhaustive list of people that are interested in both football and beer. (laughs) 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 And tea. (laughs) And tea, uh, occasionally. Oh, of course, yeah. I was mainly thinking the tea, Matt, because I heard from when you were talking to a like a a prospective employer or someone that was into sports journalism. Oh yeah, yeah. They like, oh, I love names football brew. And then they just baited football. out the fact that they didn't listen to the podcast I said I'd made on my application. <laughs> you send that to employers. I, I, you have it as a bullet point on my CV. I mean, I mean also, dare I say, is it probably for the best that they didn't listen? Nah, surely not. But, like, I can imagine they just click on, oh, let's, let's start off the beginning, episode one. Nah, they wouldn't do that. Nah, surely you'd listen to the you'd most recent. you to the most one. recent. Of a, of, a, of a topical football podcast, you've got to listen to Topical the most is quite a broad brush stroke. No, it's, it's topical because we talk about topical politics and it's just a football <laughs> podcast. Given that your future employment basically hinges on the most recent episode, you'd think you put more effort <laughs> in that. I don't know. What do you mean? He's putting maximum effort in. He's got a wet flannel draped around his neck. I do. He's also. He, he doesn't have. He doesn't have the chebs out though. So no. <laughs> point. Point down. Yeah, right. in so. this heat wave that we're going through. Who's we? Well, I'm Rory's Scotland. working, <laughs> but we. I've basically just been sat inside, avoiding the sun. So that's given me a lot of podcast listening time, and literally oh, yeah. every Change single one then. I listen to, they start with like something about how hot it is. And then they say, and the sound quality is going to have to be a bit worse this episode because I've got the fan on next to me or some shit. Do any of I us did, have fans on? I did consider uh, that. I was my my laptop put... fan's probably going to be about as loud as one. But... <laughs> I was going to put the new fan on, but I thought, no, I don't want to compromise the audio, so I will I will suffer for my art. See, this this makes us already a high yeah, production. We're more committed than like, the athletic football podcast. <laughs> Oh, they can bin themselves <laughs> off. Don't say that. I actually do really like the Athletic Football Podcast, so I do take that back. <laughs> merely joking. Please, David Ornstein, give me a job. <laughs> You're never wearing a shirt, Ivan. He's not giving you a job. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm... Uh, anyway, uh, to move away from me being topless, I'm in East London currently, where it is boiling hot. I've, and I've had, to, I've had to go out each day as well. I've had to go suit shopping for my graduation, Ooh. which was not very pleasant. Oh yeah, is it this week? Well, it's on the 27th. It's next week. Yeah, that's why you can't celebrate me being back in the civilised world. No, I'm doing a Masters. I'm staying on. I'm trying nice. to get a job in Waitrose or something. Because the the, the AdSense in 4-4 Brew isn't quite keeping me afloat. <laughs> it's not keeping <laughs> the lights on. No, it's not. Or keep it on for like... Half a second. Not like, long enough to notice <laughs> the light being on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure tripping a fuse would last longer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just think it hallucinated. <laughs> um, God. Should we do beers? Those of us that are drinking Yeah, beers. go on. I mean, it's only Ivor, more than one of us. That's normal. Yeah, Ivor, do you want to kick us off? So, I'll, I was in Morrison's, uh, as I literally just remembered I was doing this an hour beforehand, so... A, got some food for dinner, and B, which is very t- chicken alfredo, very tasty, but B... <laughs> Found this the Wild Beer Company under the under the sun session. Here's the IPA, which I've never heard of or tried before. So 
Yeah. Well, I'm not going to spoil my beer review, but it's going to be positive. <laughs> well, that's a, a refreshing Spoilers. change from normal when we don't spoil our beer review, in air quotes. Um, exactly, I'm trying to keep the viewers in touch, or listeners rather. I've gone for, this week, the Chilton Brewery's Monument Gold Pale Ale. And it actually is a really nice gold colour. Uh, I wish I had gone to the effort of taking a picture of the glass, but I can't be asked now. <laughs> Fair enough. Jim? I, I have once again gone for, for my two-beer strategy, a beer I don't think I'm going to like, and a beer I think I'm going to like, as I make my way through my Beer 52 uh, box. So my first one is a coffee porter by a company called Nostalgia. It's... Uh, it's very very malty, uh, not very hoppy, quite bitter, according to. They they always have one of those, yeah. I did a Hello Fresh once, yeah. and like they give you like a free free beer fifty two or something. That's like that's exactly how I got shipping. mine. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's like six delicious ones and two horrible stouts <laughs> <Yeah>. every time. <laughs> but yeah, this this beer is layers layers six different malts with freshly roasted coffee, and. Well, I also won't, won't spoil my review of that one. The other beer I've gone for that I reckon I'm going to prefer is a Kviek IPA. It's a Belgian beer. It's a 5.5%. And uh, I, haven't, I haven't tried that one, so I genuinely can't give you any uh, any insight. Waiting for I've nearly finished the first one. Well, you better down the porter so that you can that's tell standard. us. That's standard. Uh, Rory, what are you drinking today? Well, it's just not the that sweat warm. From his brow. It's, bro, it's 25 <laughs> degrees. Like, all I've had to do is roll up my sleeves and I've just been able to go about my day. Like, it's because you're up in the cold north. Yeah, exactly. I'm loving life. But in, as you put it, either shithole. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm quaking, shaking, like, shitting, crying, throwing up. <laughs> One weird thing I have noticed about, like, drinking in Scotland. You know how pharmacies will have, like, the green plus to, like, signify it's a pharmacy? Yeah. <clears throat> In Glasgow, Scotland, they've all been stolen. No, some pubs, in like they have like a similar sign, but it's a tenant's tea. So it'd be like, oh, oh yeah, it's literally all they drink. Like if you see someone carrying a four pack, it's I mean, tenant's is truly horrible, but it is like, it's a national drink. Even like Scottish people just come off like a piece, like a, um, like construction line. Like if you go to like Tesco for like a meal deal, you know how there's like, big like. Oh, some, like shelves for like drinks you know there'll be like two yeah. where it's like yeah. soft drinks and then the other one's like smoothies and water or whatever mm-hmm. in my in my local Pellets. express um the there are two shelves one is iron brew the other is other <laughs> <laughs> is is that other tenant no <laughs> But not it's not iron brew. It's, surely there's three different kinds of iron brew. Oh yeah, states. is there? Yeah, there's like the equivalent of like Coke, Diet Coke, and Coke Zero. Yeah. And they all taste the same. Oh, of course, yeah. Which is, they make a they make a Diet Iron Brew. Yeah, it's silver, mm. I think. It's like iron like... brew extra or something. Yeah. No, it's orange. <laughs> I was gonna say it's all orange, surely. <laughs> the the wrapper. No, also it's the. My pap was telling me, like, he knew a carpet cleaner who said that he'd clean any stain out of a carpet apart from iron brew because it's literally impossible to really? remove the colour of it from anything. <laughs> I don't know why I'm surprised, but I am. Another disturbing thing, in my it... local corner shop, which is a spa, they sell iron brew <laughs> in 750ml glass bottles <laughs> for £1.16. For the middle classes what? in Scotland. That's cheaper than water. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, it is in the blood, It is cheaper it? than water in Germany, right? Or at least in some oh, places. It's cheap. In- I was in Portugal and it was... Because to get like water from a restaurant you had to pay and it was like... what One, like, two euros for like a jug of water but it was also like two euros for a pint. And I was like, well... I know so, exactly so what no I'm going to go for every time. Yeah, and a delicious super box. Anyway, should we? I was going to say, should we been off talking about football and just find out what Rory's learned about Scotland in the last couple of weeks? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see a lot of a lot of people coming about in like Celtic and Rangers tops, but obviously the season's not in, so just on very distinct parts of town, I imagine. I think I'm in Celtic territory. I'm not sure though. Um, 
Right, while we're vaguely talking about football, shall we get this we move on? firmly yeah. on the tracks? Um, <laughs> yeah. The women's Euros. The, yeah. Women's Euros. It's the uh, As of yes. recording, yesterday was the end of the group stages, and tomorrow is going to be the start of the knockouts. And hopefully yep. that will be today for you listening. Yeah, Matt. If I edit this quickly. He's given himself the challenge of a quick turnaround again. Good luck with that, Matt. England, I, was good. I was thinking it might be tomorrow. But... England, Spain. Yeah. Which is a much less troublesome fixture for England than it would have been. Yes, they were hoping, hoping to avoid well, didn't one of Spain's and best players get injured, if I'm yeah. correct? Yeah, so Spain's, Spain's team did include number one and two in the Ballon d'Or, right? But both of them got injured before the tournament started. Low. Operation Dodgy Lasagna was a massive success. What earth is... Oh, I see. I get Fruit what you're poisoning. getting at. Yeah. Um, not the only team to, to lose a top player. Netherlands lost Miedemar to Covid. Yeah, and France lost Katoto for the whole tournament, no matter how far they go Yeah. as well. Meanwhile, England have gained a fucking goat. Yeah. Best it's no longer yeah, Project have. Mbappe, it's Project Mead. Coming out of nowhere. <laughs> but yeah, what? He paid from like 12.53. <laughs> no, it's actually Project Sam Kerr who's going to be on the front of FIFA 23. Yeah, I saw that today. Do you mean EA Sports FC 23 or FIFA 23? No, that's no, a year it's, after. It's still FIFA 23. It'll be oh. 2024. 20, 20, oh, yeah, it is. When it becomes the. Dang it. FIFA. Um, yeah. Where do, where do we want to go with this? Should we carry on with Beth Mead? Who's... Uh, yeah, yeah she, let's... But I know she's, I've not been paying too close attention to the Euros, but I do know she's been exceptional. Let's talk right? England to start with then. Yeah. Yeah. We've had no goals conceded. No. 13 scored? Four, 14 scored. 14, 14, 14, 14 scored. 1 0 against Austria. Five against Northern Ireland and eight, and against, eight Norway. against Norway. Well, I watched the the Austria games. The only game of football I've really watched recently because I've not been had the time to sit down and watch yeah. much of it. But it was I've never seen like such a dominant display for a one nil win. It was, yeah, they were they were less deadly than one would expect in the in the final third. Yeah, and and the goal ultimately that was that one. Was barely Good over Johnny. the line. I mean, I trust the line very, technology, yeah. but that oh, yeah. was close. Well, because it. I mean, I tend to disagree, wasn't it? They, <laughs> well, they, didn't, they, they checked it in VAR as well, because that was odd. Because the goal yeah, line, it was weird. If the goal line gives it as a goal. You don't normally check it, but it was so close. I assume that's why that they checked it on VAR as well. Yeah, weird. Mm. We have done well because obviously that Austria game was our first game. I think we've done well to grow into the tournament that's quite an extreme way of putting it we had a, the less convincing game first and two more convincing games afterwards yeah it was I mean I, I call them more I think calling them convincing games is a bit rude, to be <laughs> it was a bit of a rocky start like, I thought against Austria when, when that game ended up 1-0 I was like oh is it going to be like another case of classic old England big hype and then shit yeah, um, yeah. and then and then obviously we fucked Norway <laughs> New record. No one's ever scored eight goals in either the men's or women's Euros. Same for mm. five and a half. Was it five at half time? I think it yes. was. I think. Yes, it was five. Maybe at six. Um. Yeah, which is I think a bit of a surprise because Norway were sort of favourites to come second in the group. Yeah. But obviously, haven't qualified. Um, and Austria have actually, as they did against us, looked a very good sturdy team yeah they find themselves up against Germany in the next round which mm-hmm. are Germany are the other team that haven't conceded a goal yet so that'll be a very yeah. tricky fixture for Austria yes but they they did show signs of being what's the word like quality in defence well, they're pretty resolute who Austria you mean yeah yeah for sure 100% I mean they, they really put a good I mean their keeper was Excellent in the England game. Yeah. So, Arsenal's keeper, Manuel Sinsberger. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't ask. <laughs> and they've, that is the only goal they've conceded, right? Because uh... they beat Norway 1 0 and Northern Ireland 2 0, I want to say. Mm-hmm. 
lost 2-0 because that was the game that knocked Northern Ireland out. Yeah. Um, Which is, yeah, real shame for Northern Ireland though, but, I mean, they weren't really expected to go through the No, I mean, big, yeah. big for them to qualify well, for their first first major tournament. So. And score a goal. And Yeah, wow. and score a goal in their opening game as well. It's a... Uh, Impressive stuff, anyway, for them. Yeah. So um, it's just—it's just a shame the manager's an absolute dick. <laughs> like I'd—I'd—I I'd, wouldn't want to qualify if my manager was like saying that shit. What was the—what was the thing said as they got knocked out? I can't quite remember it. But oh, I don't know. The only thing I can remember him having said was the—he uh, called oh, one of the refereeing just, um, decisions a boo-boo. Did he? <laughs> yeah, that. in the first game against Norway. Missed that. I was just gonna look it up for us. I'm, I'm checking. Sorry, I'm typing frantically. Oh god, he said something really controversial though. It wasn't the Northern. Was it? I'll check it. Anyway, you guys carry on, then I'll catch was it. Was it Northern Ireland? Was that the same bloke that said something about the women being emotional when we played them in a friendly? Yes, it is. Yeah, he said women are too emotional. But yeah, but the team, the team at the time, all rallied round him and said that's not what he meant. He's a perfectly decent bloke. <laughs> I wouldn't say so. Sorry to interrupt. Kenny, Kenny Shields says his team aren't ready. And I thought that was a bit rude. So, <laughs> well, they weren't, like, were they? They got absolutely like, slammed. They Don't say that, do you? After he's like, like, like a, but I like, imagine what, what, it was like the, like a crazy, like Costa Rica qualified and like got through. And I, they, they didn't get knocked, knocked on the quarterfinals for the manager to say, oh yeah, didn't try hard enough and not ready no, for this I level. No, but I think by like, not ready, like, he means, yeah. I, I think I'm right in saying Norway have, Norway, Northern Ireland, they have quite a polarised squad in terms of age. So, like, there are instances of quite a few of their players are, like, 30, 35, maybe older. But they're, they've got quite a few players that are, like, sub-23. So and there's well, I mean, potentially scope for them to look better in the next... They, they barely even had a woman's team, like, a quarter of a century. Well, I was, and I was going to say, aren't some of them, like, yeah. semi-pro? I swear their goalkeeper yeah, like, yeah, hasn't has played a game in, like, a year. Because I don't think I think she's like a free agent. I don't think she even had a team. So I think to qualify at all is is decent. But I, I don't think saying like they're not ready is, is is that harsh. God, but I think they. I mean, I think until very recently, the bu- annual budget was like like a grand a year. Jeez. Or something obscenely tiny. So credit them for getting to the tournament. Uh, do we have any more Euros stuff to cover? Well, we could just look well, ahead briefly across the draw. Yeah, because we haven't. Cause we've mentioned covers. England, Spain, and in the other side we've got Germany, Austria that we've mentioned. England, yeah. Spain. The winner of that will face the winner of France, Netherlands. I think I'm right in saying. No, I think we play the winner of Sweden, Belgium. Oh, do we? Yeah, yeah. Winner Q1 versus winner of quarter three. Okay. Which will be Sweden, Belgium. Oh yeah. Oh, well then. I should have brought my wall chart in with me. I printed off a uh, women's Euros wall chart, but I've left it in my room. So... That about. Sweden, but the good thing is, with it being such a... I mean, I, I think on rankings, Austria coming ahead of Norway in our group and Belgium coming ahead of, I believe, Italy are the two instances of teams doing better than their world ranking would suggest. Yeah. So it's been quite a predictable group stage as it goes, which does mean that it looks like if England are going to win the tournament, or whoever does win the tournament, to win the tournament you're going to have to beat two or three of the very best teams. It is going to be... I mean, <clears throat> Germany should beat Austria, realistically. Yeah. And I reckon Sweden should beat Belgium. For sure. Yeah, I'd be amazed if they don't. So England, Spain, and France, Netherlands are your, are your tasty games, really, for for the quarterfinals. Mm. That yeah. could go either way. We'll definitely go into ours as favourites for sure. We're going into the tournament really as favourites. Well, yeah, we are now. Spain obviously were pre-tournament favourites, but their injuries have knocked them down to third or fourth, I believe. Yeah. And also, they've scored five goals, and Spain, both in the men's and women's game renowned for their like passing style of play a lot of possession intricate football they've scored five goals four from headers and one from a penalty so they've really not got into the rhythm that they were expected to be playing in and sweden who we'll probably meet in the semi if we get there similarly were i think 
one of the top two or three pre-tournament favourites, and they've not looked... Well, they've not looked as good as England or Germany, for me, who have been the, mm. the most consistent throughout the groups. I think the, the real advantage England have, is, as we mentioned last episode, is the just the elite squad depth. Yeah. So you can, you can make as many substitutes as you like and not really have a weakened side. Mm-hmm. And in spite of that, mm. we've used the same 11 for every game. Only used, I think Serena Vigman has only used four or five substitutes. Yeah, it tends to be the same substitutes throughout the whole as well. of the group they've stage. A, they've got a system. So, yeah, that squad is in reserve if need be. You've just got to hope that we don't get hit by a nasty COVID case, like, at a crucial time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Surely she's just worn out her best 11 for the least important part of the tournament. Well, what she said in a press conference ahead of the final group game when we'd already qualified in first, because she was being asked about rotation, and she she basically said... The gap between the, the middle group game and the quarterfinal was nine days and she didn't want to rest players for nine days because she saw the the risk of an injury or burnout being not as what? worrying as like being a, out a the drop in momentum across a nine-day break, basically. The gap, the gap between games is pretty decent, I mean, because what our... Uh quarterfinalists tomorrow when did we play our last game is it friday yeah no and no matter so we've got a game extra rest on um spain and then and then the semi i think we're due to have a two game rest on our potential semi-final opponent two not two games today because that won't be till tuesday yeah we do a prediction for who's going to win the tournament i think everyone's just going to say england anyway but yeah, I, I, yeah, I will got, say England. Yeah, I've got to go England. Home advantage and top, top team. England. I think Netherlands will win. Nice. Oh, so you think they're going to hold? That's a very shrewd prediction. And they've got, what's the face, Vivian Medina. Yeah, so she'll potentially be back by the, if, the quarter. Uh, possibly. She'll be back by the semi if they qualify. Oh yeah, sure. So, just 59 seconds is it's a populated wheel today. And okay. no doubt some of the stuff on it will be discussed afterwards when we talk about transfers. So, can I just say Rory has to play. I don't care if it's me or Ivan okay. plays, but Rory has to play. Yeah, okay. I'll allow that. <laughs> Having missed like ten months worth of just yeah, Rory seconds. can play and he can talk first to make sure he gets his say. Oh, he'll be against you, Jim. That's okay. good. We've just we've had so many fucking El Clasicos. I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you two will have fifty-nine seconds without hesitation, repetition, or deviation from the topic or the truth to talk about ah. Okay, it is a transfer. It is Kalidou Koulibaly. Ooh. So I feel, I feel like that's a decent one that you've got drawn there. Mm-hmm. So on my count, Rory, you can start your turn. You ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go. Kalidou Koulibaly is a Senegalese centre-back who used to play for Napoli, but recently this summer has just been signed by Chelsea because after the departures of Christensen and Rudiger, they have no centre-max because Saar is shit. And <laughs> <laughs> so they have a big fire to spout. <laughs> I was pausing for laughter. And... I don't think you were. I, I think that was a, a bit of shithousery from you. <laughs> okay, we can lay him off. I'm going to pass it to Jim in the good Jim. faith that he doesn't have the X remaining seconds worth of time no, in doesn't. his knowledge bank. And it, 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 I can see him looking at the Wikipedia page. <laughs> right, Jim. Three, two, one, go. Um, Hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, back to you on my oh, count. Try not to repeat anything that Jim's already said. <laughs> what we said Three, two, one... Go. 
Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did Jim say that already? Oh, it's going to be here for a while, boys. Okay, it's back to you, Jim. Three, two, one, go. He's over the age of 30, which means he'll probably be signed by Arsenal after he leaves Chelsea. Great good contribution, thank you. Are you just ending it at that? Yeah, no, 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 there's still That's, time for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's plenty of time no. for you, Rory, don't worry. Right, three, two, one, go. He is going to play on the left side of the Chelsea defence because they do not have adequate cover there at the moment. But now they do because they've signed him. Over to Jim. <laughs> yeah, oh, over to Jim indeed. Oh, it's like pudding teeth. We're nearly at the end. Uh, what of my life? Well, of... both. We're on some high number of seconds that isn't fifty-nine yet. Jim, on my count, three, two, one, go. He has also played for Genk and was born in France. Yeah, and that is just fifty-nine seconds. <laughs> I think that was one pretty of the worst... boring player. To be fair, I think that was one of the worst rounds of that we've ever done. No, it's not pretty boring player. There's so yeah, much you can be talk honest, about. I, I wrote him down because I wanted to just discuss him more broadly, not necessarily in a just 59 Ooh. seconds context, because I've seen it like discussed uh, that with him being signed, there's potential that they'll go to a back four. I think there, then you mean the mighty blues. The mighty Showtime blues. I think Kaladu Gulabali for Chelsea is a pretty good signing. Like, it's, it could be better, and he's a bit old, and he's also won a lot of money. He's on like 300k a week. So really? the deal is going to cost like over 100 mil total. But having like a good experienced body in is what we need given like how many, you know, how much, how big the exodus has been this season. Like yeah. we just need more. I think Chelsea kind of need to win now. He is considered one of the best and most complete defenders in the world. His defensive prowess, strength and speed have earned him the nicknames K2 and <laughs> Okay, so you, you're reading that clearly <laughs> off of something. I That's keep hearing Koulibaly being described in quite superlative terms. And I've not heard anyone I mean, say the transfer is bad. But I don't think it is. I've watched him a few times, like, at the Africa Cup of Nations, obviously, it's like not the best environment to judge a player. So, I'll not count it. Uh, sorry? Why's that? Because the playing standard isn't that great and the pitches were horrendous. The pitch quality. Yeah. The pitch quality was poor, yeah. Um, but I've seen him a few times in, in European competition. Napoli have played Liverpool quite a lot in the Champions League. They've played Arsenal in the Europa League a couple of times, I think. And I've never been like mightily impressed with him. Mm. I, admittedly, I do. I do. I was listening to like a, a podcast about him and the signing. I think they did say he has been like he got absolutely turned inside out, inside out when he played Arsenal in the Europa League. He was... Normally, he's pretty consistent and very good defender. I think Sterling is like an amazing signing. For, oh, yeah, I also definitely. have. Yeah. Yeah, but I, mean, I have to get a Sterling shirt. <laughs> oh right? yeah. It's about yeah, wrong though. Fair. It is different spelling, but I do have to get it. That's... Yeah. Will you get Sterling, his Sterling, or your Sterling? Oh, yeah. Or, like, he's slash I. I'll, probably, I'll get his Sterling, because that would be weird. thing is, well, because your options are either you get his Sterling, and you get people that know you tell you you've spelt your own name, <laughs> or you get your Sterling, and you get strangers in the, in the street telling you that you spelt his name wrong. Yeah. I'd rather get his Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a, an amazing signing. I think we're also linked to Koundé, which is really good. And that will mean we've got quite a lot of centre-back rotation. I mean, Saar can be binned off because we'll have what? means Levi Co- Colwell will leave. Uh, he, he, he'll, 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 Levi's leaving, but I don't think I don't think he necessarily needs to, to be honest, because Koundé is right, a right-footed centre-back, isn't he, if I'm correct? Yeah, yeah. And, and then Koulibaly's got the ability to play in the left, but Colwell will be our only left-footed centre-back, so... I think he'd definitely be like a, he'd probably play about about fifteen twenty Premier League games a season. Now on top he of that, he's rumored to move away. Don't he's rumored to go out on loan. He said like, like yeah, he'll want to. He'll request a move on loan if they sign yeah. another centre back. 
Mm, but I think even with another centre-back, there's still a very good place for the team to play 15-20 games. If, if Especially if you do does. keep a back three. Um, well, definitely, and I think we've played a back three in pre-season, so I don't see why we yeah, wouldn't okay. keep it. And if it goes to a back four, yeah, like, I also anyway. feel like Trevor Chalobah potentially could suffer from that. And Thiago mm. Silva, who's like... Yeah. Not look probably yeah, but I think in a back our, our defense even. I think even after losing two of our main defenders who are really strong in the back three, our side's still so geared towards it. And you'd also lose a lot of the benefits of having Reese James and Chilwell yeah, inside, who are. When Chilwell played was excellent in, in attacking. When James played was, you know, it's amazing. Like you got so so many goal contributions it was mad. But having anyhow, I think. Discuss, uh, well, ha- with Ivor having offered his opinion on how good a signing Sterling and Koulibaly are, uh, do we think there is a better signing yet this window? Well, I want to quick. I mean, it's been announced today, but Jed Spence as Spurs. I think it's a good signing, but the way they marketed it was really funny. Cause it, oh, the six. They, like a, oh, that made me laugh so much. That was so funny. I was a sixth transfer as well. Yeah, as well. Well, like, they wouldn't have done <laughs> the sixth spent. No, but it's, it's just so well. The market <laughs> wait. I reckon someone on the PR team thought of that joke. Genuinely, or exactly, yeah, but I think someone must have thought of that joke in the PR team and they waited until then to announce it. Yeah, true, that is a. It's the only reason they brought in Longley. <laughs> I think Gabby Hayes probably the signing of it. Mm. I think he's the best signing so far, to be honest. I think he's I think been unbelievable in pre season. Yeah, I think Perisic is a very good signing, especially given the the level of upgrade. I guess similar things can be said about Jesus at Arsenal. Yeah. But like, it's a massive upgrade on who they've had before in that position. It's Perisic, you're very vague there. Is that Perisic yeah, or yeah. Jesus you're on about? Paris, well, both are yeah, big honestly. upgrades. Well, on I think who that's a comparison. Person. I think you're definitely right. I think, but I think Jesus is just a, such a good signing. It's, mm. It's amazing. It didn't compare to what was there before, which was nothing. Then obviously, okay. Jesus is. You had the Batman. And now we're right, but... now it with Zinchenko as well, which is due to be done. I think that's it. That's another great signing too, because mm-hmm. you need like a, a second left feet, another left footed midfielder, and left back cover. Yeah. I, I think I reckon you're playing centre mid, right? I do. Yeah, I think you'll. Or he'll just like be another option at left back. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he'll be a starter in either position, but he'll probably be like first or in both. It, it, I, think, I think Arsenal need another player in one of those two positions, left back or centre mid. Do you reckon you're gonna go for Tielemans? Or I think it looks like we are beefing up the squad to be able to heavily rotate Compete. with um with European com- competition again this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I so, saw yeah, really say, job. I think there will be another couple of signings coming at Arsenal's way in this window. What do you reckon of City's transfer business? Because um, I, I think they're, they're going to really suffer next season. Well, we like discussed Phillips on the last episode, and I think the general consensus was he's not making their squad worse than it was last year. No. Having sort of swapped him for Fernandinho, as it were. No, he's not, but... I think the the problem I see with it is the two main they've also signed Alvarez too I guess sort of but the two main signings they've made are quite injury prone. Yeah. Like Harland of yeah, course can be, can he's a main like best striker in the one of the best strikers in the world obviously but he can only play half the season you have to like, accept that. But given how heavily Pep rotates the squad he was mm. probably only going to play half the season anyway. Yeah. No true but he's he's replacing players but you don't, do you necessarily know that? Like, do you know like what? Will he miss games when Pep wants him to miss games? If that makes sense, will he like, like I don't know, like tear his ACL and be out for like a year, like half a year? So like, you don't really know what sort of injury he's going to get and how it will impact. But he's especially injury prone, and I think and my main concern is the coming in to replace, or you know, players who have ver- had a very solid injury record. That being you know, Kavi Jesus, Sterling, uh, Zinchenko. I think what well, Fernandinho was. Pretty solid too. Like in Aguero's late years, he was injury prone, and they did a decent job of managing that. So it's not like they've not done it before, and it's never worked before. I get, I get. No, you're right in that sense, but I think they've also lost a lot of attacking players. And yeah, that's what I'm worried about. I think they've kind of binned off the league to try and get deep, a deep run in a knockout tournament, because they've kind of lost that aspect of their second eleven would still make top four, which is what it has been for the past two or three years. Yeah. 
and now it's kind of a very very strong first eleven, and you'll see less rotation. Good for fantasy. Exactly, and I think with the World Cup and stuff as well, I think they're really going to struggle a lot. Mm. That'll be a nice mid-season break for Haaland, though. Yeah. Well, true. He's not. Uh, he's not playing. He's not going to Qatar, of course, is he? But, uh, but yeah. Also, also that you get infinite transfers and FPL do you? To, between the World Cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Between game. Okay. I, I think it's good. Shot every week. <laughs> yeah, every week that'll be great. I think it's good for City to be lacking a bit of depth, though. For the last couple of years, it's sort of been Pep could just sort of close his eyes and spin around in the changing room, and every point that could make the starting eleven. It kind of guaranteed them the league, I think. I think I think it will. I think it'll sort of bring them on a slightly more level playing field with the rest of the league. Because I thought it was getting a bit silly, to be honest, that they were just. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. World, okay. They had a world-class first eleven and a world-class second eleven. Yeah, and Liverpool also look like they're going to be brought down by the Nunes for Mane switch. Because have you seen the clips of Nunes in pre-season? Oh, like, they're awful. It's pre-season. Oh. Give them a break. It's like Chelsea Fernando no, Torres reincarnated. It's no, it's worth. It's like it's like you know, like you know the compilations of the Kaku's touch at Man United. <laughs> <laughs> they were like that. He he looks. I think he, he might just t- take like a couple like he w- I mean I, I doubt he's going to be playing regularly True. to start anyway he'll probably have like a three six month banning in period like most Liverpool signings do but it looks sketchy anyway I mean, like, what attackers like hit the ground running recently like big signing Salah recently True, Salah did first in Liverpool uh, broke yeah. the Premier League goal scoring record yeah, yeah. Haaland did at Dortmund yeah, um, in Bram though in, in a in a in a, in a, in a in a real in the prem there have been like a lot of high profile misses so I'd say a few bad pre-season games isn't indicative of his shit yeah true because like United beat Liverpool 4-0 what is happening with Ronaldo is is he leaving or not I don't think I think he wants to but no one wants him says he's leaving but he's not linked with anyone at all no because I think Chelsea had like a sort of jokey interest but didn't really couldn't really buy it yeah Bayern denied him I mean, how desperate is he to leave? Do you think he'll retire rather than? I don't think he's that United? desperate. I think, I think he is going to return because Ten Hag really wants him. Yeah. But I don't think they need him either way. Like the Man U have probably had the best preseason out of anyone really so far. Preseason, though. Marshall, Sancho, and Rashford have been absolutely crushing it. That's fair. What, Obviously, preseason is preseason. Well, they they beat like Liverpool's under eleven team four 0 or something. Nah, people were like trotting out the line that Liverpool played a shit team in that game, but they started like a team that you could see playing in the Premier League for them. They just mm-hmm. rotated it every half an hour. United did as well. So like in the second half, they were playing, they were playing a worse team against an arguably better Liverpool team. Yeah, I haven't actually seen the teams exactly. that played at all. That was based solely on. So that's games. just cope from yes. Liverpool fans. Like ignore that. <laughs> They've just beat Palace, I think three one or three yeah, nil. Yeah, three today. I mean Melbourne victory four one. It's not exactly be- you know Melbourne well, victory. Me- on. Melbourne victory. Have you watched any Australian no, football? It's fucking no, it's, shocking. It, it, well, exactly, yeah, but it's it is. Lose, but it's a. But they, they got like, the quality of the attack the- with like Rashford and Rashford and being being excellent. You mentioned FPL earlier, right? I am so tempted. I've already got Sancho. I am so tempted to save an extra million and go Rashford. He's only six and a half mil. I know it's crazy cheap. My my FPL currently is Mendy, Trent, Diaz, Chilwell, Robertson, Gabriel, Salah. Sorry? Who? Uh, Mendy. (laughs) No, 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 Uh, either. Who asked? But anyway, so then <laughs> Salah, Salah, Martinelli, Neto, Rashford, and, and Pereira. Then Jesus, Kane, and oh, I got rid of Martial. I'd Martial in for a bit. I just don't trust Martial. No, I don't. I mean, I don't trust him mainly because I feel like Ronaldo could come back and just. That's why I've gone for Sancho. We'll I feel like Sancho is the safest option. Yeah, I feel like he'll probably kick on now he's had a chance to cut like accustomed to the brand. Yeah. Mm. And, and he'll have a ten hard mm. preseason, so he'll be more fit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think most attackers, it, you're, I think you're right with like attackers betting into the Premier League. It doesn't normally take like six to twelve mm. months most of the time, anyway. I think without a preseason, it's hard as well. Yeah, true. I mean, also what, uh, what, like you know, recent promoted sides, like lower league sides, do you think we can do, do 
doing good business. There's been quite a lot. I think Leeds have made some excellent. Nottingham Forest have done some. Yeah, I like Adeyemi for Forest. Interests me. He's in my FPL just because he's one of the cheapest strikers that is probably going to start. And they secured um, what's it, Dean Henderson on loan? Yeah. Dean Henderson, Nico Williams. If you don't have Nico Williams in your FPL, you're a mug. That's actually a good shot. He's four million. I'm really happy with all of my defenders, though. Yeah, it's, it's only a few. Like, um, Nico Williams is four mil on FPL, like starting wing back. You, do I swap you just him should. for Tommy Asu? If you've got a four point five million, which you really, really want, I'd do it. Also, I don't really rate Tommy Asu as a FPL signing, really. But we might keep a lot of clean sheets. That's the thing. Ooh. And like. Yeah, but he's not like. I'd say yeah, like Tierney's more likely more to get a assist yeah, or a goal. More expensive. How much is Gabriel? Is he five? Yeah, but he's also more likely to score yeah, those okay, sure. like bonus points for a defender where he's assisting. Nah, no, no, no. I, I think Tommy Asu, if he plays, he's going to be a bonus point machine. Mark my word. The amount of aerial duels he wins is ungodly. Zinchenko could yeah. be huge, potentially, depending on how much game time he's done. Yeah, I think so. Oh, that could be big. Ooh. So, like, it depends yeah, on game time, but it could be tasty if he establishes himself. But, I mean, I also want to see what uh, Sandra Martinez ends up playing. I was going to say, we're going to do a public league again like we did last year. And then, I'm down. And then, and Let's then just not tell anyone we're going to pay them to win. <laughs> not that we did this year. <laughs> I still can't believe you agreed to do that without telling me. No. I'll put it on record now that if you're listening whoever won the fantasy league just get yeah. in touch with us and we'll pay you no, it was, it was yeah. I implore you posting. I won the fantasy league I won the fantasy league <laughs> you definitely did not the, the, the money was contingent on them posting it on their story and there's no evidence of them doing that so unlucky fella do we have anything else to say if not I'll go through all the other things on the wheel and we can chat shit about mm. them yeah that sounds like a shout let's do that okay keeping it transfer related to start with then Rafinha has gone to Barcelona. Don't rate it. I don't, I don't rate that or Lewandowski. Do you know that? How are they affording it? Well, I was going to say, does it, do, has anyone else heard how they're affording it? They they sold loads of their TV yeah. rights, reallocated like all their debt to last season. They've sold 10% of their TV rights for the next 25 years. I reckon someone's selling their body as well. They got Saul Goodman on it. They call, they call better call Saul. Well, they're probably just going ki- to kidnap De Jong's family and force him to go to Manchester. And then that will cover a lot of it. <laughs> well, they've got eight... Even with all the debt being cleared, they still owe like clubs and players 88 mil. Really? I think if they don't win, they're going to go bankrupt. Like, but there's a... There's a What's it? There's a Lego set of the uh, of the camp leader there. That's probably raking in a fair bit of money. Oh, I can imagine. Lego's fucking expensive, so I can believe it is, that. It is yeah, pricey. It is. <laughs> you look at Barcelona, they're like, right, cool. You need a defender, you need a left back, you need a midfielder. You don't need an attacker because you've got like six yeah. attackers. There's like Ferran Torres, Dembele, Bamiang, like the part loads. No, you, you know they sign two attackers and try and sell Dion. <laughs> I mean, if, you th- if you think about it from the. Like broadcast club sense, Lewandowski will sell a lot of shirts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, but didn't we didn't we look at this when Ronaldo signed United? That clubs usually they're like the the, the shirt sales the don't make money for the club. The shirt sales yeah, the, make money for the kit provider. Also, you know, United are like mad wealthy. Barcelona are like, but it's like they're they're fine now. But it's like if like a couple of seasons don't go well for them, they're fucks. Like yeah, yeah. Apparently they're basically banking on the Super League happening, and they're sort of stumbling. Which is the worst bank Apparently ever. There's an article in the Telegraph, uh, basically by somebody. It's like banking saying, on the Dems winning the next yeah, general election. Yeah, they're just financially stumbling, and pushing back the debt so that they don't have to pay it so soon, until they hopefully get a Super League that they can use to pay for it all. So their plan is basically to keep building up their financial burden for the next like few years, and then get a super league that will pay for it. But if imagine if I told my parents that my financial plan is to keep building up debt, debt but then win the lottery, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> they, they'd laugh in my face. In fairness, everyone is laughing in Barcelona's face. So yeah. Very true. Equality. Anyway, what was the other topic? Uh, yeah, next, let's yeah, go for Paolo Dybala. Or Dybala. Who? It's a 
to Roma, Rome. right? Turning down Napoli, who could have offered him Champions League football, whereas Roma is Europa League. But the Jose Mourinho effect but still... They, they yeah, Jose Mourinho. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they've got that uh, special one pull. I mean, Roma will be sick next year. Who else have they, have they signed anyone else? But Roma? Yeah. Dybala and Abraham could be cool, yeah. though. That could be legal. Yeah, because yeah, Abraham's been doing pits for them in the league, yeah. hasn't he? He was a top-scoring Englishman last year, wasn't he? Uh, oh, yeah, I think he was, yeah. Speaking of great strikers, does anyone know where Valt Veghorst has moved to? Oh, he's going to Besiktas. Yeah, on loan, which... <laughs> that knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought what I was... Mean, I, re- I reckon he... Strange. I reckon he probably could have gone to, like, a prem side. Like, Southampton yeah, are very much I in need of a striker. Surely they could have... I, I think Arsenal should have gone for him, just as, like, a third-choice, route one backup option. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good that's what they're missing, and, like, if you don't want to fork out for Gianluca Scamacca to get a six-foot-plus striker, Veghorst would have been a good budget option given that you're probably not going to play them that much anyway. I assume you would have taken... In under Arteta. No, but it's it's good to have an option off the bench. Obviously, yeah, Pep exactly. at, at City has not been keen to do it. And he's only just signed Haaland, who's like the tallest striker City will have had since Jacko, at least. But I just think it offers you something that if you're losing a game, especially with five subs in the coming season, mm. having that sort of variation in your potential attacking style could have been a really useful mm-hmm. ploy. Mm. Also, I mean, talking of signings that I reckon should happen but won't, I really think Chelsea should try and sign Cornet as a left-wing backup. Back that is a very smart shout, you know. I am on board with that. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, uh, what else? The, the last there... thing, the last thing is a very current topic: Shakhtar Donetsk, who have filed a fifty million pounds, I think it is. Is it a lawsuit, right? Uh, yeah, lawsuit against FIFA, or maybe UEFA, but I think FIFA, mm, because yeah. of the potential transfer fees they lost in the ruling that FIFA made that allowed players to go for a year for free uh, when the war started and because there were instances in January or like even afterwards of Shakhtar negotiating with teams to sell players for like 10 plus million uh, and and then FIFA initiated this ruling and then they all left for free and now they're going to come back with a year less on their contracts in a lot of cases that'll mean they can go for free yeah. then. So, like, all and all the while, Shakhtar are struggling to pay the bills themselves and the Ukrainian season is coming back this year. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's mad. So, they kind of need some money. Yeah. I mean, I reckon they'll be fine. They'll probably steamroll it anyway. I doubt, I doubt it's a loss that they'll win. Be I don't know. I don't know. It sounds reasonable. I know it sounds reasonable, it but free for all UEFA, whichever one it is that they're going after, will just go. Ah, oh, it was a war, and, and that'll be it. Well, yeah, but by the sounds of it, Shakhtar were already doing what they could to get their players safe. Like they mm. evacuated foreign players yeah. from Ukraine and tried to get them moves. They just tried to get money for, for those moves instead of not being paid. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So it sounds like the sort of thing that is perfectly reasonable, but I reckon that they'll lose, to be honest. Potentially they'll like settle halfway with FIFA and get like Possibly. damages of less than fifty. But maybe. Watch this space. Hmm. Uh, is that all for the wheel? It is. Oh shit! I would have crushed it this week, no matter what. That's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> should we, as we're closing in on an hour of recording, should we say that's us done then? I don't have anything yeah. else. I reckon so. To discuss. Let's wrap it up. Right then. Indeed. Let's go for some. Let's go for some beer reviews. Uh, Rory, I saw you eating an apple earlier. Did you enjoy your apple? Oh, <laughs> uh, you're gonna have a lot of fun editing up munching. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> so right, that's Matt's job now. Um. Ivor, how was your wild beer? Yeah. Company? 
Uh, it was actually really, really good. I really enjoyed it. It's one of the best, one of the better beers I've had in recent time. Anyway, it was really tasty. I I'd give it like a eight, eight point three out of ten. Is this the first beer you've had in like a year that hasn't been from fucking Aldi? <laughs> no, actually, when I'm when I'm like away from you, when, no, because whenever I have to get beer, for this is always the most last minute thing. But or Neto, like when I'm on, you know, home. like on my own, I drink nice beer. <laughs> when you drink on alone. Copenhagen, yeah. The, mm. Oh, you're <laughs> telling me you drink without being on your own. <laughs> the beer in Copenhagen is mad good. Like it's really, really tasty. I'm surprised you don't melt like the wicked like, witch in the West. Yeah, you when you try that. Out. <laughs> you should try. You should try some Mikula. That's the best Danish beer. Matt, your Chilton Brewery beer, whatever that was. Yeah. Monument Golden Ale. It was. It was solid. Not like spectacular. But yeah, a solid pale ale, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. Very nice. I have to say, the the Nostalgia's uh, Coffee Porter, that I was expecting not to like, mainly because I can't stand coffee, um, really wasn't too bad. The coffee taste wasn't too strong or overwhelming. It was more like beer with a hint of coffee. So I actually enjoyed that quite a lot more than I was expecting. So if you are a, a coffee fan, probably a very popular beer for you. So I'd give that like a good... Like six and a half out of ten, which might sound quite low, but I think for a beer I wasn't expecting to like, it's surprisingly high. And then the uh, the Kriek IPA, uh, what's it called? Av- Avanas. You'll, you'll see the can. Um, yeah, very nice. Uh, a nice solid IPA, sort of quite citrusy, quite light. Good, good for the heat, I reckon. So maybe, yeah, like a seven point five, maybe eight, even out of ten. You just read the label there when you said citrusy and light. No, no, that was, that was the name. It doesn't. I think if I doesn't say citrusy and light anywhere on there, it's orangey and unhealthy. I was. <laughs> oh, that is a classic beer fifty-two brand as well. Yeah. I've seen a few Lovely. of them in my time. In fact, actually, it might say citrusy in this in this book that I've got. I might have. Read, oh, a hundred percent. Might have read that earlier. Anyway, uh, that's that's your four-four brew for this week. Next time, we, what, we, should we do like before the final of the Women's Euros, maybe? Get another yeah, one in the summer? I could maybe be able to do that. Depending okay. when it is. Thanks very much for listening to, to 4 4 Brew. It was a pleasure to have Rory back, no matter how long he had us muted for. Um, we'll see you in a few weeks. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Love you.